it's time to get real this Christmas and enjoy the things that matter. I'm Michaela Clark of DeclutteringYou.com and I'm here to help you simplify your Christmas. Every episode, I'll be here to give you one quick, easy Christmas hack designed to help you simplify your holiday season and find the fun again. Let's go. And welcome to another episode of Hack the Holidays. And today we're joined by Alex Stewart again. And she's from the lowtoxlife.com. Uh, has a wonderful website about uh, heaps of recipes and courses to live a little bit more of a more cleaner, organic life. And she shares some great tips today on how to have a more responsible type Christmas lunch, including the types of things that you should be looking out for when purchasing a meats and also how to have that uh, stress-free lunch where you're not stuck in the kitchen cooking all day. So it's great to have Alex back on the podcast. And if you need help organising your Christmas lunch, and we talk here about meal planning and things like that, make sure to head to declutteringyou.com forward slash Christmas hacks. We have a handbook there that has all sorts of checklists and planners and guys to help you have the most organized Christmas ever. So we've got Alex back again and I'd love to know, have you ever re-gifted something and it's come back to haunt you? <laughs> oh gosh. Have I ever re-gifted something that's come back to home? You know, I haven't. And I think this is one of the good things about having come from two different careers before my current one is I have very separate groups of friends. <laughs> so the chance, like I remember having, um, I really like wearing a dress at least 30 times. It's a commitment I've made to myself to not buy it unless you know for a fact you're going to absolutely love it. And I had five weddings one year. And because I have such different groups of friends, I was able to wear the same dress to five weddings. Any chick out there will understand (laughs) what I'm talking about and the cost saving implication of that. Um, Yeah. So uh, no, I haven't because nobody knows each other from the various groups. So, and I do on give quite a bit because I just don't, um, value accumulating lots of stuff. And if it's something I I just am honest with myself and I'm not going to use, I'd much prefer someone else got the benefit from it. Yeah, that's great. I know it backfired on my husband one year. We had our our first child and he was two and he decided that, look, he, he, you know, we spoiled him, of course, for a child and he had all these gifts and uh, he thought that he would rewrap some of his existing toys mm-hmm. and put them under the Christmas tree because he's like, he's not going to know, you know, and we've spoiled oh. him. So we're just going to put under the tree. Yeah. And I said, you can't do that. He's going to know. No, he's not. He's too. Anyway, as soon as he'd open any gift that he already had, he just chucked it. Mm. Like you could see it on his face. Like, I already got that. That's weird. That's so, yeah. <laughs> so my husband thought he was being very smart, but no, it no, did backfire so on him. Right, mate. Sorry. Yeah. That's, no. <laughs> That's what I said. Don't be such a cheapskate. Uh, so um, one thing I want to focus on this Christmas is making sure that we increase our in- uh, intake of, of real food mm-hmm. um, and with three boys and uh, lots of 
mother-in-laws, well, one mother-in-law, I haven't had multiple husbands, but one mother-in-law coming and my mother and extended family, I, I really want to, you know, not leave everything to the last minute and mm. buy all this pre-packaged stuff to just easily serve. So I'd love to get some tips from you or ideas on some real food that is uh, easy to prepare but obviously more healthier for us that we could serve um, on Christmas Day. Yeah, cool. Gosh, there's so many things we could do here. Um, I just want to make mention of ham and turkey given they end up going on most Australian tables and there's nothing wrong with being an omnivore. We've just got to do it as smartly as possible. Um, And this is where I would spend the bulk of my money if uh, I was planning a Christmas feast because the reality is ethical, sustainable meats that... um, uh, are going to be more expensive. So it will be a, a cost implication. I know it's about saving money and not rushing, but I'm also about spending half as much, uh, not spending half as much, buying half as much and, and getting twice the quality. Uh, and so buy a smaller ham, for example, like 30% smaller. We all know how much is left over anyway, so you don't need a huge one. And make sure you buy an organic one. And the reason we want to look at organic um, pasture raised uh, pigs is obviously because we don't want them growing up in confined quarters. That's not cool. And I always say, and it kind of irks some people, but I think it's a really valid point. We only want them to have one bad day in their life. They should at least get to live in a beautiful way on a gorgeous farm with lots of room to be pigs and and be happy, um, even if they might end up on our dinner table. Uh, So uh, organic is really important because then it means that they're not being fed genetically modified grains, which most free range uh, non-organic animals are in this country because it's such a huge cost saving. So that's one of the reasons it's much more expensive to buy organic pasture raised um, pork products. And the same goes with turkey because turkeys are obviously fed um, on a mix of pasture, um, insects and things that they just pick out of the grass and grains, uh, most free-range or non-organic turkeys are going to be fed genetically modified grains as well. And in genetically modified uh, grains, you've got your soy and your corn that come from either uh, South America or North America usually. And um, there's just a lot of pesticide in uh, genetically modified agriculture. Plus, it's just not been around for very long and I'm really not a fan of being a science experiment. I think Monsanto did a, t- a one-month internal, uh, you know, our own scientists type of trial before declaring it safe and then off they went. And so I, I just don't feel comfortable with that and I just love helping people kind of giving you the information so that you make your own decision. But it's definitely something that when it comes to pork and chicken um, and turkey, I would definitely stick to organic pasture raised for those reasons, animal cruelty and um, sustainable farming. So that's my number one. Then when it comes to uh, the day and not being stressed on the day, you shouldn't be cooking anything on the day. The, The 23rd and the 24th is really where it's at on the cooking front. And I am a huge fan. You know, we try and do these massive British feasts. It's not the colonies anymore. We're actually our own country. It's stinking hot and you just don't need to eat hot food on Christmas Day. Like you feel heavy. It feels wrong. There's a reason for that. You know, gorgeous salads and, you know, so that you've got something a bit sort of um, uh, quite filling on the table. Everyone loves a good carb at Christmas in in a family feast 
situation. And potato salad is so gorgeous. And if you don't want to make your own mayonnaise, you can buy a great mayonnaise and and make your mix that way. It's it's just cut yourself some slack. I think it's really important to not feel like you need to be some kind of super person. Uh, and and ask people to bring stuff. So I always do, if it's us that's responsible that year, I always do one of the meats. So I do a, a stuffed turkey um, breast and roll it and put some nice kind of um, rice and cranberries and, and mint and things and roll it up and string it up and roast it. So that'll be something that I slice and it'll be cold because I just find it easier to not be pulling things out of ovens and stuff when I want to be focusing on connecting with my family on one of the only days of the year that we're all there together to do that. Uh, and so I'll do the one of the meats and then I say to someone else, can you be responsible for the ham or whatever? And then I'll do one of the salads. So I do potato salad because I make my own mayo and it tastes good. So I'm always a bit finicky about that. So do the one that you really feel is your, your best, like your, you know, um, Michaela's doing her best of the salad that she's famous for, do that one. And then ask strategically for a couple of other people to bring something as well and let them know how many guests there are and let them know that you've asked for that salad because there's already things to complement it so that they don't go, oh, I just thought I'd make a potato salad in the end. And you go, oh, great, because now we've got two. Who needs for anyone to be getting the unnecessary shits on Christmas Day? No one. (laughs) Um, So, you know, a bit of communication means you're going to alleviate those shits and just evening out the workload. I mean, if you're putting on Christmas, that does not mean you need to be the caterer. It just means you're hosting. So you're opening up your home and you're providing a couple of things and the cheese board and the bickies, you know, a couple of nibblies at the start and maybe one dessert, but you don't have to do the whole thing. So it shouldn't be any different um, in terms of effort level than cooking for a family of four. It'll just be bigger portions, you oh, know. And I can agree with that more because mm. I know that, like, I have hosted something where three rice salads turned up mm. and that that was interesting. Yeah. Um, but also I have a rule on, on Christmas Day as well as I don't – nothing's hot. So it's seafood, it's salads. Yeah, and beautiful. It's, you be responsible for the prawns. You be yep. responsible for the fruit salad. Can you bring some cream? You know, just like definitely hand out that responsibility and be planned. So have yourself a little spreadsheet or a little even just a notepad list. So you go, Brenda's bringing the X, Anne's bringing that, and you've, you you can actually tick off that you've spoken to each of them. And it's just it just feels so good to put that time in early December to just have everything run super smoothly on the day. Yes. And I know like my mother always comes and she goes, oh, you're so organised and, you know, you don't really have much to do on the day. And I think, yes, but I'm, I've learnt from you getting up at four o'clock on Christmas morning yeah. and spending seven hours to get yeah. ready for the big family lunch that was coming. And, and she still finds it hard to wrap around her head, but I'm like, you know what, I'm not cooking. And yeah. everyone has their allocate and it's always their best dish. Like my yes. mother always has to do her mango salad. Yeah. Uh, she's famous for it. Um, yeah, but everyone stuff. looks for Perfect. it, you know, exactly what you said. So, um um, there's some great tips and I really think that uh, our listeners are going to have a much more relaxed and organised Christmas. So thank you so much for your help, Alex. You're super welcome. It's time to embrace a perfectly imperfect Christmas. Head over to declutteringyou.com forward slash Christmas hacks to grab a free copy of the Hack the Holidays Handbook to help you get organised 
simplify and actually enjoy your Christmas this year.